0: hey what's up everybody this is slow chemical doing a cold open for this interview today is the wednesday show welcome we are doing our second interview of the week next week we'll be back to business um i believe by the time next week comes around suicide squad will have dropped so i can do the review on that but today's interview is with nico rodriguez i met him at comic palooza a lot of you guys have asked me how that went it went great My first con in 15 months. I was super nervous, anxiety, all that good stuff. Uh, In the process, I met a few good people. Um, He's one of them. Um, He's an artist that is actually currently under the Action Labs Comics banner. uh, With one of his stories, he gets into that. He does talk in long form. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I actually didn't know much about him when we decided to do this interview. And... um, I learned just as much about him as you guys did, which is why the long-form answers didn't bother me. Normally, when I'm doing interviews, it's like, bam, bam, bam. This is the first time I've done an interview from this iteration of the show or the past iterations of the show where I actually didn't know anything about the person for the most part. It was just kind of one of those things where I kind of saw his drive. I saw his... uh Heard his... Everything he had going on, and it just intrigued me. So I was like, you know what? This is why I wanted to start doing this show again you know i wanted to bring on collectors i wanted to bring on other c- creators and actually get to know them and actually work with them and stuff like that and to me um this is this is this he 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 fits everything i wanted to do when i talk to somebody so this interview goes a little over an hour maybe like an hour and one minute but it's worth every second to listen um like i said it's i don't know i really enjoyed this interview and it's funny because I, as i did this interview i had my own interview to do like hours before and i didn't really like how it went because me and that me and the lady had like some real issues like technical issues it was like she's a great host but like it was so many technical issues that i was like man i was like is this this gonna happen later on with nico and sure enough it didn't so um pretty much he came to my panel um one of the few people that came uh because it was very sparse and like just to get some background the, the reason why i went to comic comic palooza in houston is the when i went there in 2018 I, that was the most people i had in my panel ever it was like close to 200 it was like standing room only you know and so it was cool but this iteration of it was a pandemic version still it was a little different it was on the stage and all this good stuff i think i tell a story about that in the interview so i won't tell it here again but um the, the people that were there they were really appreciative to be there and i enjoyed all of them Equally, and we exchange information, and it's just fun, you know. This is why I started to do the show again, and to get a wrestler on, a, a collector on, and now a creator on in the last month uh, or two has been kind of fun. So, um, we're I'm gonna stop talking now. We're gonna get to the show. Nico Rodriguez. I see things a little differently. I am the slow chemical. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. Have another interview um, you guys have enjoyed the interviews We have done so far um, So I'm gonna just keep bringing people on. Oh, it's not gonna be an every week thing. Obviously. I said that but when I meet interesting people um, And I want to talk to them, you know, I want to get to know more about them. So um, I'm so chemical and today's guest I actually don't know much about we just met a little over a week ago and it was for probably about 45 minutes but um we got you this contact information and so I said you know what I want to ask this person to come on the show I think they might they might have a good story to tell and we're gonna find out today together so I have Nico Rodriguez on right now man how are you today?
1: Man I'm doing good thanks thanks so much for having me yeah it was uh it was it was it was pretty great uh, having having a good conversation with you
0: uh, what was it last weekend or yeah, so? Yeah it was last weekend at Palooza.
1: Yeah. Yeah man, it was a. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I know I know you said that you kind of travel around a lot to, to to different conventions and whatnot. Um and I'm kind of surprised you made it out to the to the, to the Houston one, honestly.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. Um quick story about that. I've been traveling around the cons since 2016 and I didn't have I'm like not going to say I didn't have success. I had success. But the first time I got invited to Comic Palooza was, I think, 2018. My, my timeline might be off. I think it was 2018, though. And, and the con uh-huh. was under different circumstances, obviously, we weren't in the middle of a pandemic. And I went out there and I didn't know what Comic Palooza was. I'd never heard of it, but I had uh, a buddy of mine who was like, Hey, man, that's not necessarily a con for indie people, it's more for bigger celebrities. He was like, I don't know if you should go to it. But, um, I wasn't booked that weekend and i had the weekend off and i was like you know i'm just gonna see what it is you know um it doesn't hurt and at that point in time i hadn't reached i hadn't gone into the houston mar- or the texas market yet um because i noticed most of the texas cons and this might not be fair to texas but what i've noticed about them is they're mainly fan festivals they're less about indie and more about hey if you're gonna go meet celebrities and do q a's that's where you go for their cons. So I was like, you know, they invited me. I'll take it. So I went and honestly, it was such a success for me because I actually met a writing partner um, of mine actually had a, I had two panels that weekend and, and, um, both panels were packed. And it's the first time I actually, I usually get between under normal circumstances, maybe 50, 60 people, I mean, my my room had my room was like standing room only, and I I was I walked in the room I was like you guys are here for the right people person you know, <laughs> and um it was just such a success and I found I made a lot of connections that way and I knew it would be different because I know the time we live in right now, but that's why I came to Houston that's why I say you know what it's and I was glad I went we didn't have a lot of people there you know you were there but yeah. I I still feel like any people there one person there is always worth it you know so um, yeah
1: man yeah no that, yeah it's uh like you said I, I mean i've been i've been going into comic Palooza um for, for a good while um obviously not last year it was the first time in, a, in in a while that i haven't that i haven't been but yeah typically they're very pop culture driven so you know they'll announce pretty pretty big celebrities and that'll be the draw uh, to those shows Rather than you know actual comic creators, although they do have some pretty cool comic creators as well. But this one, they were they kind of just um, focus on a few of the celebrities. But um, but yeah, when I saw that you know we had a networking and comics panel, I was like, oh man, I I need to get to that. Uh, like you said, it was it was it was it was fairly sparse. You know, definitely met some some, some cool
0: people. Uh, absolutely, and and to me and I like... It's funny because um, that's going to happen in a lot of these cons. Because also at the same time, I remember when I got invited to Fort Collins Comic Con just in Colorado. And it was that was a pretty big one for me too. But it's funny how many people, I don't think, and you might know this because you've been to a number of cons or whatever. But the problem with indie creators, not problem, but the thing with indie creators is a lot of them are so shy that... Mm-hmm like they they just say they might walk in and leave you know so we still it's not that they're not there they're there but they have to have the guts to walk in and want to do it and and for me um that's the only reason i even did that panel like i said it wasn't even like networking and comics wasn't even my thing it was my boy's thing and like i said we were both booked for tampa bay comic-con last weekend two yeah last two weeks ago and i would rather go to tampa bay be only because I have yet to get into the Florida market. Every time Florida books me, I am double booked. But my guy really didn't want to go to Houston. He was like, "Man, I really don't want to go." <laughs> so, I was like, "Alright, man, I'll go." But no, you're you're right. It is sparse. And and you know what? Honestly, sometimes having that draw helps. Like to me, I think what helped me in 2018, if the if I have the years right, I think the, the fact that Tom Holland was there, like, like yeah. I, I think that helped my panel. Cause then you had a bunch of people who just said, Oh, well Tom Holland's panel is four hours from now. We can go, we can actually go to this panel. And I think that's why I had the packed house because I think, cause I, most of the people I talked to were only there for Tom Holland.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> I, I remember that year, man, that, cause they usually have like the main, main celebrity in like the main grand, uh, grand auditorium. And that that thing was packed, man, for that for that hour. So yeah, I can only assume that you know if you schedule a panel around you know noon or whenever that big panel is, you'll you'll, you'll kind of catch some people coming out or going in, and uh you know especially with you know if you had some kind of correlation with comics in it, you know I'm sure people would
0: like to show up for that. Absolutely. So, um, but let's get into it. So. I'm, so you, when you came up, you saw us and you said, "Hey man, there's like, the panel going on. You found out you did." And I, we didn't really have a good, we didn't have a good chance to talk because like it was so few was there, so we're all trying to just pick each other's brains and everything. But what made you start getting into comics to pursue it as a career?
1: Yeah, man. Well, um, I guess kind of going back a good while. You know, obviously, you know, I was I was always into comics as a kid. Um, I think a lot of, uh, you know, kind of nerds these days growing up, um, a lot of the cartoons are pretty key in our into our, you know, nerddom coming to fruition. Um, you know, so, you know, I was big into, you know, the Spider-Man cartoon, the X-Men cartoon, and obviously the Batman. But um, kind of, I, re- I remember it pretty... Pretty vividly, the 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 first time I opened up a Frank Miller Sin City book. Mm. Um, good story. Yeah, and when when I read that book, man, it just it kind of opened opened up my eyes to see what you know comic storytelling could actually be. You know, because prior, prior to that, it was you know mostly you know s- superhero, you know good guy fights crime, defeats evil. It was kind of you know which which is which is which is a, a great thing, but you know, whenever I, I, I read Sin City and I saw how Frank Miller used, you know, contrast those dark with the lights and, um, you know, just this like gritty, you know, mature style of storytelling. And, you know, in in that book, I, I don't know if you've read it, I have. Um, but I know many people have, have, have seen that, at least that first Sin City movie. I
0: haven't seen the movies, though, but I've, I've read it.
1: Yeah. And, um, but... You know, in that in that story, there are there are no good guys. You know, everybody everybody in there is a bad guy. It's just some people are just a little bit worse than the others. You know, than the than the, the anti heroes. But um, but yeah, man. Whenever I read that book and kind of just started following Frank Miller, that's whenever I really um, kind of saw what what comics could be. Um, mm-hmm. And then kind of flash forward a little bit. Um, whenever whenever I went to college, so I, I went to college at uh, LSU in uh louisiana i kind of i think a lot of a lot of guys and girls that are into comics they've kind of have like a a weird like middle period in their lives where they don't really read a whole bunch of comics and they kind of get out of it Mm -hmm. um so that that kind of happened to me with comics but i kept up with reading novels um and um you know, kind of my, my love for sci-fi and everything kind of kind of still rang true, and I was uh, reading a lot of, or I don't know if you've heard of, um, well I'm sure you have, Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card.
0: I just my my brother gave me that book like two months ago. I just read it for the first time.
1: <laughs> really, yeah, man. So I, I I read this. I read Ender's Game like s- sometime in high school, um, but that was kind of another thing that kind of opened my eyes to storytelling. Um, and just kind of the twist that it has at the end. Spoiler alert! You know, <laughs>
0: for a,
1: for a for a book that's been been out forever. But, right, uh, right. I guess I won't say anything because you haven't read it yet.
0: No, I have um, read I have read it. So you could. Oh, you, you did. Yeah, you, you could did. spoil it. You just yeah, gave it to me. But, I just finished it. Yeah. Yeah. So at
1: the at the, at, at the end of the book, whenever um, uh, Ender the, the truth gets revealed that he's been fighting this war the whole time. And, um, I remember reading that, you know, in high school and being kind of mind blown by that. And, um, man, it's, it's just a a combination of things of of those er early kind of stories that I read and, um, you know, flash forward to after college when I started picking writing back up, you know, kind of prose, novel writing, short story writing. And, um, and I, and I, you know, you know, throughout when I was a kid and everything, I always drew as well. You know, I was always kind of sketching, um, you know, in the in the margins and whatnot. And had a had a sketchbook. Um, but yeah, I, I, I tried to, you know, I tried to get get back into into prose writing, but um, there kind of came a point where I was like, man, like I'm reading all these comics. You know, I love comics. Why am I not writing trying to write comic scripts mm. um and then yeah just something just kind of clicked maybe about maybe five six seven years ago and i was like you know let me let me start trying to trying to trying to write these you know comic scripts you know so i went to youtube you know got books on, on writing um writing comics and you know like novels like or, or books like uh stephen king on writing I don't, I don't know if you've read that i know you're a, a writer yourself right but, um, I not you know, I, you, know I start, you know, whenever you start getting into something at least you know i kind of have this personality that i just start just inundating myself with books and interviews and just like how to how to how to make it happen and um yeah man, and as, as i started writing the scripts and started drawing more and sketching making characters and i started working with artists um i kind of realized like how passionate i was about it and now to this day, uh, honestly, there is not a day that goes by that I'm not working on my stuff. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of the, the the short version of how like I eventually uh, felt this passion to kind of keep going with it and, and uh, make a make a you know continue to try to make an established career with it.
0: No, and it's, it's always going to be a short version. It's always a long version because you can't give a short version of that because you said something key in that to me, and I didn't want to interrupt you because. I think you're absolutely right. I think anyone who's been into comic books or anything in their entire life, like me personally, you heard the show. I love pro wrestling. I love comics. I love all that stuff. There was periods where I didn't watch. I, I've always watched wrestling and okay. I've always read comics, but it was toned it was toned down a, a lot, you know? Um, right. And then something else that just kind of triggered it to get me back into it fully, um, I don't remember Exactly. I know with comics, the story that got me back into comics, comics was Civil War, the first one. Um, yeah. When yeah, I yeah s- definitely.
1: That was. I mean, <laughs>
0: Mark,
1: Mark, that was, that was, that was the height of uh, Mark Miller at, at Marvel, man.
0: Right. Um, right. I
1: remember those. I remember seeing those covers too. You know, you see those covers. That's exactly like, what
0: it was the covers, dude. Oh
1: What's
0: that? That's no, that was green. That's exactly what it was. It was the covers I saw. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and and you know you see those covers and you're like, oh wait, like that's such a cool concept, you know, can, you know, you know, as whenever the, the, the movies came out, you know, it was an awesome concept, but you know, the, the guys like us that have, that read the books, like it was even more mind blowing in the comics. Whenever you saw like two sides of heroes, like, you know, starting a fight over basically a terrorist act, you know, that kind of just sent the world in, in fire.
0: Right, and I remember I remember that specifically because my brother showed me. It was just towards the end of the book, and he showed me that iconic cover of Iron Man with his repulsors against Cap Shield. I said, "What?" Oh, I said, "What in the world is this?" And how don't I know about it? And that's when I got fully back into comics because like, like I said I read comics sparingly. Like I would, like this. I, I, it, 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 I, certain stories would get me but I wasn't fully into it but no you're right and I do think and by the way you did say LSU which I love because I'm from Louisiana originally um, so you that's are. awesome yeah, too, <laughs> um, but um, let let's, let me transition because when I saw the, the sample you gave me I forgot the name of it and it's not. It's, I meant to bring it up before I called you but I got busy until mm-hmm. 5.30 but I told you it reminded me of samurai executioner like what what your style and like what because i i get asked this question all the time and i don't i and that when i do interviews because i just actually did an interview three hours ago and i don't know how to answer this question what is the inspiration for your style if any because when people ask me I'm like, I honestly that I just always want to tell different stories. Like I have comedy comic books. I have the the one I told you about at Comic Palooza, like the the meme generation one. But like I just there's no real rhyme or reason. It's just how I'm feeling. Do you have any inspiration that just hits you when you say I need to do this? Like how how's your brain work on that?
1: Um I mean, yeah, kind of I guess a balance of things. Um you know, inspiration wise, immediately kind of one of my biggest, uh, cartoonist, uh, inspirations is, uh, Stan Sakai, um, who's been, who's been doing Usagi Yojimbo for almost 40 years now. Mm. Um, so he was, um, I was first introduced to Usagi in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon. And he would, he would, he would kind of show up, you know, as this samurai rabbit. And I was like, man, like that's, that's awesome. Um, so i started kind of researching him more and and i realized you know it's been it's been a comic series that's been going on for 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 a good while um so you know i started kind of uh, digesting all of that content um so as far as like storytelling wise like if, i don't know if you've ever read an uh usagi comic before or saw one but um his storytelling from panel to panel is just, it's just amazing. And just how he can, you know, um, get, get, get to the point within like a page or two, you know, not, not spend too much time, um, with dialogue or, or too much time, um, kind of setting up the scene, but he, he just knows like the exact transitions to do from panel. To panel. Mm. So that's kind of something that I've always, um, tried to try to use as inspiration because it was so efficient and, in such a good way of comic storytelling. Cause I mean, you know, you have, you know, there's there, there's, there's, there's a, there's a pretty big difference whenever, you know, you're just talking to like an artist and, you know, a comics artist or cartoonist because, you know, cartoonists is so focused on the way to tell the story, you know, so they could have like a close up on like, you know, a, a pair of feet walking down a, 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 a street or something, you know, and then, you know, pull back and pull back and pull back, whereas an artist might, you know, might take a totally different interpretation on how to, you know, s- set up that scene, but a storyteller will know how to, you know, zoom in on this or zoom out on this, you know? Um, so that's something that's kind of huge, big, pretty, pretty big inspiration on me was uh, those Asagi books, um, and just as far as like art style man, um, I, I guess I've I've always been a huge fan of like um, how do you say it, I guess non refined lines. Um What's that you, mean? Know, so you, you know, you you see a lot of, of cartoonists or artists and they're very focused on making like these very, you know, sharp lines of their artwork. Um, but whenever I've you know, as I developed a style or still continue to, to develop my style, I, I really like, you know, when you're using uh, what I, I use, a, a, a brush pen, um, a, a Pentel pocket brush. Mm-hmm. So whenever you use that, that brush tip, you can kind of get these kind of like energetic lines um, as opposed to like super clean, refined lines. Um, so I've, I've always been a fan of that and just, you know, that, style of black and white comic um you know and obviously like i mentioned earlier frank miller with sin city and so many of his other books you know i you know you you hear from a lot of different um interviews and stuff that i've that i've listened to over the years and um you know you hear people say that frank miller wasn't the best artist at all you know not not even close but just his his storytelling right. was, just, was just masterful and you know how he could use those those blacks and contrast them with the whites and, you know, maybe just draw a, a simple silhouette of somebody. And um, like, I know there's, there's, there's one panel in the, in the uh, short story that, uh, that, that you read where it's just like a, a panel of smoke and it's and you know, basically just the, the, the white negative spaces, the smoke and everything else I blacked out, you know, just to kind of, you know, Illustrate what I'm thinking, you know, it's not the best smoke in the world, obviously But it it does enough to get the point across and right. to, to tell the story. So yeah, man. Just do Just a Combination of those things I think and I continue to do to, to develop it, you know week by week, honestly
0: So is your end goal? To just do this do you have other aspirations like me personally i don't just do comics i do music i do i have a lot of avenues of and i do a, a bunch of different things and all these things kind of just came to me um as far as just when i realized i had the talent to do it and, and hunger to do it or um like comic books were never really a thing for me until 2014 when i when i couldn't i, I don't think i've ever told this story on on my show but i know i told it on other interviews before but i partner up with my first person, my first par- partner to do a comic book. And it wasn't anything like I had imagined. And, um, we were supposed to do like a color book and then it went to black and white and the art wasn't the greatest. My writing wasn't the greatest either. So I'm not just, I'm not just knocking him, I'm knocking myself as well. Um, but we did two volumes. It was supposed to be three, but then we, uh, decided to part ways. Um, and I remember feeling so unfulfilled. Cause like the day we got the day I got invited to my first Comic Con, it was Indiana Comic Con, and um I remember we dropped volume two the next day and I, and we had decided to not talk to uh, uh to not work together anymore and I was like man this freaking sucks and it, it felt so unfulfilled and for me like I already been doing music before and all other stuff, but like so comics just came but then that triggered me to then kind of just do a bunch of comic books and it's taken me a while to get my my feet under me but but like now the stories I have but also at the same time life has changed so I don't have the budgetary restrictions that I had before so I can tell the stories I want to tell but do you have anything else I know I know you have a nine to five but the the, from what I gathered from you in that conversation in Houston was that nine to five is to pay bills right now but your goal is obviously this but is once you've reached this goal once you're like traveling around the world doing autograph signings etc cetera, etc cetera, do you then have other avenues you would like to explore down the road
1: Yeah man um i guess at at the at the end of the day the, my 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 true goal is to, to tell stories you know hmm. um and there's just so many avenues for that the reason why you know, comics is kind of the steadfast uh, avenue right now is because you know, I, I truly think that comics is the uh, best medium because it, it takes, you know, so much from visual side of things with the literary side of things. You mm-hmm. know, so you can you know, you can you can show you know, whereas, you know, with, with, with novels, because I, I originally tried to start, you know, just writing short stories, like prose novels of things. And um, what I found with comics as I started to make them, it really, you know, because you can add those literary elements. You, know, you can, you know, you can script out an elegant poem, you know, captioned inside of your artwork. So it you kind of get this balance between literary elements with, like, great uh, cinematography or something like that you know you can you can get these cool angles with these cool shots but you can also bring in the actual reading and literary elements of it which which i i love you know um but as far as other goals you know i want to i want to tell stories man and like that's truly what i have a, a passion for because you know you don't, you don't know uh, at all times of the day and you know sometimes the middle of the night like you know something pops in my mm-hmm. head i'm like oh man like that would I'm uh, making, you know, uh, excellent short story or, you know, a, a, three, three issue story or something like that. So I'm always constantly thinking of, you know, different ideas. Um, and I, am sure, and I know, you know, some of those ideas that I have could work, you know, well, in you know, with animation, um, and animation to me seems like, um, uh, you know, I haven't, I've, I've been working with a, with a, with a couple people over here in Houston, they're trying to, um, uh kind of get this animation um show up and going okay and, um so i've been i've been um writing writing i, I wrote the a pilot script for it and a trailer script and you know as as i'm writing these scripts I'm, I'm thinking so much of like man like it's it's very very similar to to comics because you know you know it, obviously it's a it's, it's a little bit more detailed but just kind of thinking of you know a 30 minute 20 20 to 30 minute episode of a of, a, of an animated show it's different is, is it's different but at the same time it's kind of similar to you know a 20 to 30 page comic because you're so kind of you know you're pretty limited in scope mm-hmm. i'd say so with comics and with animation you're trying to be super efficient you know because you don't have you know uh two and a half hours of a of a of a film length you know right. so you're you're kind of constantly trying to figure out how to transition from scene to scene what dialogue you really need you know what little quip you need to throw in there so and, and animations an, another big writing animation or you know just storyboarding even would be would be something that would be right up my alley and I could, I, I could certainly um, see myself doing yeah but i mean yeah man totally you know, anything that I can do to to create these these stories that are just always running around my head would be would be fantastic.
0: Of course, there's my humidifier going off. At it, at it, it, at this point, it's become a gimmick on this show where right? my humidifier would just go off in the middle of recording. But um, anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so with you First saying <laughs> right, so I I so so I, I'm with you 100. I, I I agree. That's I gave that exact answer a, a while ago on an interview. I said, I just want to tell stories and however, t- I can do that I'm game. and and that's the thing about it. Like people don't realize how fulfilling it is a lot of times to tell a story and people connect with it so much that it, like I think we all are so used to having celebrities complain about the fans that are super annoying. That when it starts happening to you as you start growing and stuff, you realize that, yeah, for as annoying as it is, man, or it's not necessarily for me. It's, it's not necessarily annoying for me, but it's, it's kind of um, a little much because I do have anxiety really bad. Like, when you saw me at the con, it's because I, I was sitting down there. It's because it's funny what happened. So I was talking to the promoters about going to Comic maybe at the beginning of June, right? They hadn't, yeah. they hadn't invited me yet, but they said, hey... We were, we were thinking we we're going to bring you in. Essentially, they were, they were telling me we're bringing you in, but they didn't want to confirm me, right? They, they were like, I just don't want to, whatever, for, for whatever reason. But I think the reason for, from what my helper told me was they didn't know how many people they were going to be allowed to have until like July 1st or something like that. So when they talked to me in June, it was kind of like a heads up, like, hey, you're on the list we want to bring you in, right? So then they right. gave me the confirmation email, And once I got, once I saw confirmation, I didn't read the email, which I usually do, but I didn't. So, anyways, really funny story about all this is I didn't get another confirmation email, which I thought was weird. But then I opened that one up and it says, You have a stage. It was like a stage because, you know, they, they, they were, I'm used to getting in rooms. So I was was like, I'm not getting on no freaking stage. F that, you know? (laughs) And and then I, then I was there Saturday because I was helping out someone, uh, do their panel, moderate their panel, and then when I saw the stages, I was like, well, first of all, there's a huge stage. <laughs> Second of all, yeah. the lights are on you like you're being questioned by a district attorney. So I was like, <laughs> I have no interest in this at all. I did everything in my power, believe it or not, to to have them to where they say, oh, your your panel's canceled, right? So I get there. I wasn't even late on Sunday. I got there and they said you you have to check in my ten or else, right? So I'm already there. I was there at like 30. I walks as slow as humanly possible to the check-in counter. Get there like ten fifteen. Oh, you're fine. Whatever. Everyone keeps canceling.
1: <laughs>
0: so I right, yeah. so was everything in my po- possible in my power to, to cancel this things. I just get anxiety really bad, and I wasn't and I wasn't ready for it. And then when I talked to the helper, because actually the first time I actually talked to a helper at a con, because usually the helpers. Like they they don't they don't want to be at the like the the minor celebrity I'm not calling myself celebrity they do you get what I'm saying but like uh-huh. they don't they don't want to be at the minor celebrity panels they want to be at the bigger people's panels right which and right. I know that so like so like I remember the first time I was at ComPalooza and the person was going between my panel and freaking who was it because Tom Holland was on like 30 minutes after me. And there was someone else on. I can't remember who it was, but someone else was on, and they wanted to stay in that one. And so I said, "Dude, just go with that one. It's fine. I'll be fine." You know. He was like, "Well, you have a lot of people." I was like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter, dude. It's it's not that serious. No one's gonna start a riot here with pitchforks and torches. So you're fine." Um, <laughs> but <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's the first time I talked to my helper because I was trying to find a way to get out of it. But I just was oh. like, eventually, like I just sat down and having uh, Instagram caught right caught writing there and the other gentleman there. It, it, it helped. I was like, all right, people are already here. I'm not going to be that guy. Because, like I said, I already experienced just being there the day before of so many people being disappointed because a, a lot of people canceled. So yeah. so, yeah, so I was like, which is, you know, to me, I don't I, I don't think we're going to have a normal con, air quotes, I'm doing air quotes, until next year. Everything's going to be TBD for the rest of this year. So, if you. Buy tickets to a con, in my opinion. I just think you have to be aware that most of these cities, especially with this Delta virus going around, they don't know how many people they're going to be allowed to have. So, like, yeah. you know, whatever. But anyways, the point is, um, I, 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 I love what you said about just telling stories. And that's all I want to do as well. And I love talking to people that just want to tell stories, with, whether they're writers, whether they're artists. And everything like that. So I do have a question for you that is what well, we're going to get to that question. I have in a second, cause that's a deeper question. <clears throat> so you have signed on, you have a comic signed on. no spoilers here, obviously you, but I, I do want to plug this before I let you go. Cause I don't know how much time you have. you have, yeah, man, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: here for, for, for however long you need.
0: Okay. Well, cool. And I got two more questions for you with three more questions, but the, the last one is a really deep thought question. And I've, and because I have not actually had another comic creator on yet, which is really cool to have you on, mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to answer this question. And also, I might ask you to come back because I don't know if you watch any of the Marvel shows or Marvel movies or anything, but oh, yeah.
1: I've, yeah, yeah. I've I'll,
0: wanted I'll to... Want the, the Part of the reason I told you this before we went on air, part of the reason I started doing a pop culture day or whatever you want to call it, my Wednesday show, is because... Um, I wanted to start doing stuff like, like, like every month. Like the, my first iteration of my podcast was called Why Repent? I'ma do it again, and I had this thing, and I still do it now. It's called the Match of the Month, and I pick a right. random match out and everything like that. And it was the most popular thing I did before. I would have thousands of listens on it, and I just was, ta- I was just talking, telling the story. That's what I get. Once again, telling stories, right? And so yeah. what I wanted to do when I first came back was actually have someone on not weekly but like you know once a month or whatever and like we delve into a comic story like how how we were going to talk about civil war and delving into just the big parts of it and why it's so important to the comic book world and explain to them that because i think no i know people clamor for the background information of oh when this person was drawing this they were thinking this but it came out this way Like like how like how when we create stuff the thing i love telling stories uh, once again telling stories is when people say hey why did this character turned out like this i was like well man that that was supposed to happen and it happened this way and people just get so enthralled by that they're like wow i had no freaking clue and it's like yeah you know um yeah. but, but the question i have so that, that's like that's a deeper question but anyways the question i have is you have signed on with one of your stories original stories with action lab comics and that's a huge freaking deal and People don't realize, unless you're in this world, the, the amount of submissions that Image, Dark Horse, Action Comics gets, everything. So for you to get recognized by one, one of these people, and I don't care what anyone says. I always dispute this when I'm talking to people. You don't have to be just with Marvel and DC to have success. Robert Kirkman Uh has his own world. Uh, uh, Magnelo, I'm saying his name wrong, uh, has his own world, you know, that they've created with other imprints. You can be just a bigger star and do what you want to do and actually have full control of your character. So to me, that's a big deal. How did that come about? And no spoilers here, but you can give the name of your stuff out, whatever you want to give out as far as information about. But how did you get recognized by them? Yeah, man. So, um,
1: I, I I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it because uh, you know, as you know, this you know whole submission process and just trying to uh, network and kind of find the ins and outs of how to get you know comics with publishers is it's it's truly a, a adventure. Um, but so I, I I started working on this book, um, man. Honestly, before it even got picked up, I was probably working on it. For maybe like two years before it, mm. um, so um, it's a horror horror fantasy mixed with some elements of mystery noir in it. Um, it's called it's called Feeder. Um, it's basically um, it's a it's it's about this girl named Shea Martinez that has this creature that lives inside of her that gets summoned every time someone falls in love with her. <laughs> so um, I kind of I kind of had this idea to kind of you know make like this horror story but you know kind of have something very metaphorical behind it you know um you know i'm sure you know through throughout my life i know i've I've been in relationships that you know kind of leave a lasting imprint on you
0: right and um you know it'll it'll make you hesitant for
1: for future relationships whether it be you know romantic relationships or just friendships in general um, but you know you'll kind of always have this almost sort of PTSD um, behind you. Um, so I, I kind of started just you know kind of kind of thinking about that and how I could relate that to some kind of like actual horror story and kind of the metaphorical vibe behind of behind this 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 girl that can literally she cannot fall in love ever again. Mm. Um, because if she does, this creature comes out of her body and literally eats the other person. So it was, it was kind of, and it unique. kind of with me, and I was like, man, like, you know, and it's, you know, I've seen different type of, um, you know, horror genre type of films that like that really love to emphasize the the metaphorical aspects behind the demons or the monsters or you know plagues or whatever is um, kind of you know, driving the, 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 the plot forward. Um, yeah. And I went to a, um, a convention in San Antonio, Texas. Um, at the time it was called Alamo city comic con. Now I believe it's called like big Texas comic con or something. Um, but I, I kind of went over to this to this convention. It was, it was a real, real really uh, a cool a cool convention. It was it was it was pretty pretty sizable as well. Um, so I kind of just went around because you know, as far as art wise, I have a certain style, and I I kind of wanted to branch out and see what, what artists I could work with um, for this kind of bolder horror fantasy story. Um, and, I, and I and I and I went around and I, I, I talked to a few artists and i and i met this this fantastic uh artist from uh the philippines his name is dennis chrysostomo he did some some work on some older uh, x-men titles um he did a, a emma frost uh miniseries um back at I believe it was like in the early 2000s or so but since then he he kind of branched out and has been doing his own stuff in, in the philippines where he's kind of him and some of his artist friends created this uh, 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 comic studio where they're just kind of doing own uh, original IP. And um, so yeah, I I, brand, I I reached out to him and I kind of you know sent him some some scripts and preliminary sketches um, just to kind of show him you know what I what I what I wanted to do. And um, you know he he liked it you know he he, he liked it a lot and um, I guess he was he was he was in the mood to do a like a more of a or horror, horror type of story. Um, so, you know, my, my, my intention at this point is I, I really wanted to make this book, uh, cause this, this idea was just sitting with me and sitting with me. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm sure, you know, you've seen submission pages, wow. uh, on, on a company websites. Usually it's, you know, get the first five or six pages, um, fully lettered, uh, you know, send in a, Sample scripts, you know, basically get a get a pitch package uh, together. Right. So I did this, um, and Action Lab and a and a few other publishers, you know, kind of what what I had my 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 eye on. And, and I know Action Lab, um, they've they're 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 an interesting company because they have very um, successful books like Zombie Tramp, which is pretty 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 mature book right. <laughs> you know it's you know zombies horror with nudity this and that um but then they also have things like um uh, what was it the the marvelous ladybug um
0: I haven't read it but I know what you're talking about
1: Yeah it's it's a very 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 young young oriented book so but but I know you know and I I, I, I constantly looked at their their lineup of books and I saw that they you know they kind of have this mature style uh, of books as well, and what what they call their danger zone label. So which is more or less like DC Black Label, mm-hmm. but for but 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 for for Action Lab. So um, you know I I got my pitch package together and I and I and I sent it in. I didn't hear anything back for 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 a while. Um, so I was just kind of like. I kind of had it kind of out of sight, out of mind because I really felt like I couldn't, you know, I couldn't just dwell on it. Right. Um, and at the same time, I've kind of had these, these other projects, uh, as well. that I, I can, I can kind of mention, um, as well, you know, uh, this, um, sci-fi fantasy miniseries called free will going on as well as kind of my, my own indie books that I've, that I've been drawing on the side. um, so I went to uh, WonderCon, um, still still not knowing the fate of, of the submission, and I, and I went over there. It was with, with, with uh, some sample pages of of feeder, um, as well as just other stuff, just to kind of network around. And um, I kind of met some awesome creators over there. They kind of just gave me advice on the whole pitching aspect, and you know how long it takes for publishers to get back to you. Um, cause sometimes, I mean, I'm sure, you know, like mm-hmm. these, you know, publishers can take up towards like six months sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but so I went to WonderCon, had a good time there. And then I came back and maybe it was maybe a, a, a couple weeks after, but you know, I finally got the, the, uh, the message in from, from Action Lab, uh, saying that they, saying that they, they, they wanted to pick up the series, um, for six, uh, six, six issues so um you know mini series type but you know a pretty a pretty a pretty good amount of length that i can tell this full story um that i that that i pitched to them and um but they kind of you know because it and then right right around when they got back to me um was whenever the pandemic started as well Mm -hmm. so it's been it's been kind of like a weird release type of thing um, but it's because, you know, this, the whole pandemic's kind of threw everything for a loop. Um, but you know, we're, we're, we're plugging away on it. We don't have an official release date yet, but, uh, but we're hoping for around, um, Halloween time, you know, maybe late, late October. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been a fun book, man. And, um, I'm really, I'm really kind of leaning into the, to the horror aspect of things, but, um... As the series progresses and as each issue comes out, like you'll start to see if how like bonkers it, it starts to get and just you know um, where we where we go with the book because at the beginning it kind of starts out with um, you know Shay and like her whole situation going on that I that I explained a little earlier, and then we bring in the other uh, lead of the story who's the detective that's kind of that kind of wit- or her um saw the 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 crime scene of one of these horrendous murders and it's at that point it's kind of a cat and mouse game of him trying to find out what's going on um and then just how their two their two stories collide um it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a fun book man for for anybody who's into horror um fantasy genre type of stuff obviously it's a mature read so there's going to be some 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 gruesome action in it um as well as some, some language stuff, but um it's kind of the, the, the story that needed to be told for this kind of darker darker tone story that I've that I've been thinking about forever.
0: That sounds uh, awesome, man. I'm not a huge fan of the horror genre, but I know a lot of the people I, a lot of the fans I have encountered, they always ask me if I'm gonna do a horror book and I was like, honestly, I don't have the vision for horror i i wouldn't mind collaborating with someone on it but like they would need to be the lead on it i'm not i'm just not a horror guy so that's awesome to to hear and that's actually good information to tell people because a lot of times you talk to people and they think it's these things i don't know where this comes from maybe just people just being naive but a lot of times people think you just hear back instantly no it's a waiting game you have to as you said really leave your mind uh, uh, lead your mind away from hey are they gonna get back to me? Are they gonna be back, get back back to me? Like you mm-hmm. have to just move away from it. So that's um, yeah. that's good to yeah. know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's 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 a it's definitely definitely a waiting game. If you know if you're you know if you're Jeff Lemire, or one of these uh, you know Jonathan Hickmans of the world, you know obviously those those guys probably send in <clears throat> a pitch to one of these companies, you know, and they hear back within five minutes.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> but uh, but you know you know as we're trying to. Develop our career and kind of get get our names out there and our work. Um, it's it really is a waiting game because they they're shuffling through I don't know how many submissions, but
0: um, I would assume that I would yeah. assume thousands. I would assume. Yeah. So yeah, thousands. So. Yeah. So before we get into what else you got going on, we will leave that to the very end with your social media and stuff. The the, last, the question I want to ask, which I said was kind of a deep question, was Do you think now we've had a lot happen? as you said as you touched on just a few minutes ago the pandemic has thrown everything into spirals nothing's back to normal yet even though people are acting like it nothing is back to normal we won't be back to normal until 2022 in my opinion and even in normals whatever right mm-hmm. the one thing i hear all the time is that the comics industry is dying do you agree with that
1: no uh, I, I don't i don't agree with that um i mean i can see you know hand in hand you know i'm 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 going to my local comic shop every week or so picking out my new books and you know i'm i'm seeing i'm i'm just seeing very different methods of, of going about it um, What do you mean by that? What what i mean by that is so pe- people hate variants and stuff some 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 people do at least but a, a lot of times that kind of promotes sales you wow. know um as far as the DC Marvel books. So as far as the you know DC and Marvel books, I don't I'm not picking those uh, up as as much as I usually do, or I did in in the past. But I, I do see that there's still a thriving market for not only the readers of the of the monthly books coming out, but also the collectors. Um, because you know there there are some some great cover artists out there. That's kind of um, Paved the way for this whole collectors' market. Right. Um, as far as content-wise, I really do think that indie books are are rising and rising. Um, I mean, you you mentioned it earlier with the start of things like you know, Walking Dead and Saga. Um, these 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 books have kind of just They've, they've paved the way for, for these indie books to just start to start making a huge name for themselves. I mean, to the point now where you see studio, st- studios like Boom and IDW, um, and Dark Horse has always been doing it, but they're kind of starting to, you know, sure they have licensed property, but they're also getting these, these creators to make, you know, to have these uh, indie properties at their company. And you know, as as we see with Image, I mean, we're seeing indie books come out all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, on a, on new new books on a on a weekly basis. Um, and then as far as men, you know, I, I don't I don't keep up too much with like you know, comic sales and whatnot. I know that there's there's these websites out there that you know continually you know show the sales of DC, Marvel, Image, um, but just you know, whenever uh, I went to to WonderCon, um, I think it was 2019, so it was kind of just before the the pandemic. So I guess that's kind of the state of comics. I kind of I kind of always refer back to. Mm-hmm. And just seeing, not only you know like like I said, you know the the Tom Kings of the world and and these guys these big time creators having lines and lines of people that. You know, sure, some of those guys are there to get these books signed to sell. Right. But I know when I was in line waiting to get these signatures and the guys that I was talking to right next to me, I mean, they were fans like crazy, you right. know, of, of these of these artists, of these of these writers and, you know, talking about the stories and this and that. Um, it was it was bustling, man. It was, it was bustling. And, you know, you see that, you know, the even, you know, Comic Palooza that we went to last weekend, I'll, you know, it's not a huge comics um oriented um convention but you know we I, I met a good a good amount of indie creators that are you know making their books and some beautiful black and white books that these guys are just you know putting out because they because they love this the the storytelling of it you know so you and know, i can sit there and have a conversation with these guys for hours and um so you know i guess I know I'm running on
0: no <laughs> on no this
1: question, but I'm just trying hmm. to you know think it out uh, as I'm kind of kind I, of processing. I told it, you it's um, a tough
0: question. I told you that's why I wanted to wait till the end. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah. I mean you know I, I, I really don't I, I don't think it's dying, man. I think comics are just you know going back to what I said. I think comics are gonna always be around because I truly truly believe that comics is such a great way of storytelling because you can you can you have this wonderful balance of the literary elements that you can get with prose as with the the aspect of the visualization, you know, how you can do these cool camera angles, how you can, you know, make this giant splash pop off the page, mm. but you can also you know, bring in these, you know, eloquent storytelling techniques that, you know, Alan Moore and, you know, more recent, like these guys like Ram V use, where it's very eloquent and it's very, like, you know, thought-provoking. But at the same time, you know, you've got these great artists and, you know, there there's really nothing, no other medium out there that does what comics does. And I'm sure you've heard a multitude of creators, you know, say this in the past, but, you know... Yes, there's a budget with comics, but, I mean, it's not a budget like you think on, like, a movie or a
0: show, right, right, you
1: know, right. action. You know, you can... Whatever you think of, because I know I do this all the time, you know, I'm thinking of, like, oh, what's the coolest way I can get this monster to eat this guy's head, you know? And, you know, if I can sketch it and lay it out, it can happen. Right. You know, whereas with you know, movies or something, you know, you try to think of a, a, uni- a unique way to do something and it's like, oh, dang, like, I'm going to need some rafters and um, some skydivers on this thing, you oh, know?
0: Yeah, set designer, So, right? it's,
1: it's, it's something that comics truly does have a very uh, unique um, elements to it. So, I, I, I really don't think it's dying, man. They're, they're always going to be here, but, I mean, obviously the pandemic has, has shaken things up, but... I mean, I, I think things are like you said. You know, maybe by next year, um, things will kind of be fully back to normal. Hopefully, you
0: know. Right, right. And I agree. I just think it's. I just think it's an interesting conversation. That's why I asked, And I've never actually had a chance to ask anyone on, on air. Well, um, actually, period. I don't think I've ever asked anyone that question. I just I hear people's takes and then I kind of just like go walk away or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I agree because I know when I went to my comic book shop. When the last Ronin TMNT dropped, the first issue dropped, I know most of those people were there as bots and they're there to sell the comic um, for the first print. Yeah. But I know at the same time, that line that was going for miles wasn't just bots. It was real fans, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, and exactly. It, and,
1: and sometimes it's, you know, I do get sometimes frustrated a bit with, 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 with I guess, bots, as you say. I haven't heard that, that term before, but that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, you know, I've, I've, you know, there's been cases where, you know, there's a book that you really want to get, you know, you're, you're, you're a Wednesday warrior, but you just didn't put it on your pull list. Mm. And, you know, you, you, you go in there and it's sold out within the first five minutes because you weren't able to get there as soon as the store opened. Right. So it, 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 does get a bit frustrating, but you know, they, they do things like, you know, uh, second printings, third printings, fourth printing sometimes. So the, you know usually if you really want to read the story you can usually usually read the story you know if not you know in trade um, collected editions but I mean I, I mean and the, another thing I just thought of too you know you have things like free comic book day yeah that's 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 coming up here um, in a, in in about a month or so or less than a month now but you know you have events like this that constantly bring different types of crowds into the comic stores, you know, just for the sheer fact, because, you know, you're giving away free books, you know, so you'll have, you know, young kids, you'll have, you know, uh, older, older adults coming in to to get books. So, you know, there's things that comic stores try to do to, you know, bring in, uh, you know, new fan base, old fan base, but kind of keep, keep the, the, the comics industry going, you know, which is, which I think is great.
0: Right and 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 to me that's the key. Like, cause I, I've had people literally tell me I'm only buying your stuff because one day it's gonna be worth something, and they have no interest in reading the story. Like I was selling action figures. I got my own line of action figures, and um, I've had like I've like I've like like a couple left. But I, I know for a fact at least 20, 30 people said in my face, yeah, sign this because I'm never going to open it. So I'm going to sell it one day. It's like, okay. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. I appreciate the honesty. But that, that's always the thing. Like, to me, I, I'm an action figure collector. So, like, my st- I don't buy my stuff to sell it ever i have been okay. made offers on my stuff especially my autograph stuff but i've actually never sold anything but if the right offer was made and i wasn't really too attached to some of a certain piece i would sell it you know what whatever okay. it helped me buy more stuff that i don't need
1: exactly so do you do you do you open the the boxes you said or you, or you don't
0: you, you I was, I was, some stuff? some of them i do you know uh, and like right now the space i'm in is really small i'm actually moving next year um, but when I move next year, most of my stuff, not most of it, some of it will be open, but I do buy stuff, some stuff, just because when I, I just told a story on this interview, I don't know what's going to come out. So I'll tell it here before you guys were here before. Um, I was at a Comic-Con two years ago, I was at Atlanta Comic-Con. I was with a buddy of mine. And when I told you went to uh, Tampa Bay and I went to Houston and uh-huh. we had booths right next to each other and Kevin Conroy was there. And right. I was like, man, I really, I told him this. I was like, man, I really want to go meet Kevin Conroy, get his autograph. You know, I just, I really think that would be a cool experience, you know? And he looked uh-huh. at me and he was like, go. He was like, dude, you're a fan. He was like, the day you stop being a fan is the day you probably, probably don't do this anymore. He's like, right. never oh, lose, yeah. he's like, never lose that passion for it. And um, I was like, hey, you're damn all right. I'm going to do that, you know? And so when I go to these cons, I do try to, um because i am an autograph guy i do try to not meet it i try to meet the people i want to meet like at comic palooza it was really cool because i had, uh got to meet apollo creed carl weathers and ron perlman and stuff like that so that was yeah. cool and so that's why some of this stuff is in box because like i had a hellboy action figure which i would never probably open even if i never met ron perlman but um, I got a chance to meet him and get autographs. So some of my stuff is in boxes on purpose, but I have stuff opened as, as well, you know? So, um, yeah. but I'm definitely yeah, I, not a I, I
1: tend to, I am I'm not i am not a huge action figure collector, but I'm not going to lie. Like I like opening them up, you know? Like, right. p- people are always like, no, don't open that up. It's going to lose so much value. I'm like, bro, like, you know, action figures are meant to kind of be out and be poseable.
0: They are, they are.
1: You know? But I mean, I understand, of course, like if you drop, a huge amount of money on something you don't want to open it but i love uh planet of the apes so like i've got planet of the apes figures and i'm like hell yeah i'm opening those things up
0: <laughs> right and, and you should like i said some of my stuff is very much open like i said this but i know when i buy it what i'm what i'm gonna open and what i'm not gonna open and stuff like that so um yeah. that's usually what it's about but um before we get out of here i want you to tell everyone where they can find you um, tell them what else you got going on. The floor is yours, and then we'll wrap it up.
1: Cool, man. Yeah, um, every, everybody can reach me and follow my work at um, it's at Nico N I C O underscore rights, Writes W R I T E S, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. Those are kind of my two two main um, main focus uh, social media points, but. um yeah, I'm I'm constantly kind of putting up sketches, putting up uh, samples of work on my on my Instagram, and just kind of um, sharing different things uh, that I'm doing on Twitter. Um, as far as right right now, um, like I mentioned before, the the the, the series called Feeder with Action Lab Comics should be coming out um, later this year. So if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, uh, you guys will be the first to know uh, whenever it's a bit available for pre-order um, and um, in, in addition to that uh, I'll actually be at uh, free free comic book day over here in Houston I'll be set up with a booth and everything at uh, Bedrock City Comics
0: oh, nice. and
1: I'll actually have free release copies for sale of feeder um, the the, the, the books that have been that have been uh, talking about. So this will be before release, so they're so they're very limited quantity. Um, so if you're if you're in the area and, and can make it out to Bedrock City, um, I'll be there uh, with 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 those books. Um, and also, um, I am doing a, uh, a indie book called Prim and the Lunar Turning. Um, I'm it's it's a it's a three part series. It's it's an all ages book, uh, kind of a surreal. Um, adventure story. If you kind of think of adventure time kind of meets, um, bone, uh, the, uh, bone, bone comic series. So it's very, very cartoony, um, vibrant colors, but, um, just, 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 a a a, a project that, I, that I've been loving working on because I've kind of been able to just, um, express all my creativity. Um, and I kind of, it's been almost like a, I've, I've been writing, I've been writing it, um, kind of um, as as a, as I go along, so it's been a huge, uh, a really cool project. Um, and you can actually you you can find the links for the book on my Instagram, um, and on my on my Twitter. Um, it's on um, available on Gumroad. Uh, you can you can download the first issue for free right now. Um, and I'm 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 working on the on the next two books. They should be out here pretty soon. Um, but yeah, those are those are kind of my the, the big things I've got going on. I've got a I've got another few things um, working in the background as well. Um, but my mind is always is always uh, working on stories. So uh, if the, if if the listeners follow me, they'll they'll see all the all the crazy cool stuff that I'm that I'm kind of putting out.
0: Well, I definitely appreciate you doing that. Definitely appreciate you being on the show. It was. It's definitely good. I was telling this to uh, uh De La Renta when I had her on. It was nice to have a wrestler on the show. It's something that I I, haven't, I wasn't actively pursuing anything because I knew the pandemic was uh, affecting everyone differently. Um, yeah. But now that people are more willing to come out and play a little bit, <laughs> um, it's cool just to have people on that have something to do with the show and Uh, my listeners have been asking for it like are you gonna bring on guests and i don't want to turn this to an interview show obviously but i do want to bring people on that that are like you that are just like they're hustlers they're working and they're out there and they just um and they can have more followers uh and you can follow more people and everyone can network together so i appreciate you being on this is i see things a little differently and we will see you guys or you guys will hear us next week we're out